Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to look at the art of unpacking rigor. Rigor is kind of an odd word. It doesn't have too much meaning for most folks, and that's why I liked it when I was working with students at a college, because we could have it mean what we wanted it to mean. What I wanted to get at was the tenaciousness, the the steadfastness that people had when they were developing a true skill, whether it was an art form or a craft or a Hobby is a kind of lighthearted word for this stuff, but something where they really cared about what they were doing and they would get absorbed. They might feel delight, they might feel wonder, they might feel a sustained curiosity, but they had a rigor. And it's the rigor that brings us closer to our own brilliance. So I wanna get you to have a feel for what this rigor is so you can reboot your own rigor if it's been kind of dormant for a while. In order to capture the rigor, I gave these students assignments to go out and find people who did anything really well. It didn't matter what it was, but if they really did it well and they knew how to ask questions properly, they might have the gift of somebody sharing the joy and the intrigue of what it was to get involved. So there were certain rules we came upon. We discovered that if you want someone to share what they really care about, a couple of things had to happen. First, you better sound like you care too. You better show some interest. Now, there's some quality of fake it until you make it that you can do where I don't really care about carpentry or being a seamstress or a guitarist or a ski racer, but I could get the feel for it, and then I could ask you questions and and really be fascinated and get on the same wavelength, kind of ride that wave with you. If you're willing to do that and not stand off and be a weirdo interviewer, which is cold and doesn't catch the spark, so they'll tell you stuff, but they won't get caught up in it at all for you. But if you're willing to care and you ask the questions, you can trigger a real gift in response. You find the right way to open the thing. You know, what is it about this that you do? Or can you say something about how you get into that? Or what does it feel like to... You just throw out those one-liners and then stand back and stay engaged, but don't talk. Never, never, never interrupt or it'll kill it. You may want to try to capture some of the incredible words they're saying, but you're going to have a tendency to say, oh, could you repeat that? Mm -mm, That's going to break it too. So you can't ask for repeats. You can't have any language on your side. Just catch the words you can and let go of the rest and continue to ride the wave of what they're offering for you. When you do that, It's not as if there's you and the other person there. In a funny sort of a way, you've agreed to dissolve yourself. You've taken a step back to where you're not exactly there, you're doing them. For the time being, there's just the person you asked 
and what they're offering. And you're on the same train or the same wave. You're riding it with them. So you're not exactly there. There's one kind of dual person there. I want to give you a few samples of what some of my students caught by getting into this state. And I encourage you to do it because it's going to inspire you. If, you, if it's been a while since you really got deeply engaged in something, maybe it's going to help to talk to a few people who still have that spark going right now. And it'll be contagious enough that it'll bring your brilliance back to life as well. This is what one seamstress offered one of my students. She said, from the beginning, I get to work with really beautiful fabrics. I love the textures, the colors, the patterns. I see a piece of fabric, and if I really like it, I know exactly the right style to bring out the best quality of the fabric. I love to design. I use it as a tool to keep my spirits high. It's good practice for the whole creative process. Here's what a carpenter had to say. When I first started, the hours would drag. As I got better, I lost that time consciousness. It's an excitement, a vitality. You'd have splinters in your hand and you wouldn't know it. It becomes like a dance, synthesizing everything, the drum beat. You develop a discipline for the basics, plumb, level, square. You learn the basics until they're second nature, very sensual. The smell of the wood, the feel of the wood, it's what a carpenter does. No woodness. There's no separation between mind and body. You don't think about nailing the piece together or making the cut. You just do it. One more. A guitarist. And now you get the feel for what happens if you ever interrupt because they hit the nail on the head with it. And the guitarist was saying, playing on my own, it's a definite extension of feeling that's inside. I block my immediate surroundings. I don't feel pain. Wouldn't interrupt the process for anything. When I do eventually get interrupted, it completely shatters the whole process. I'm no longer in that feeling. I have to start something else. So I hope those folks, in their capturing of the, of the rigor of others, were able to inspire you a bit too and realize that you've got your own rigor and you've got your own spark of brilliance anytime you awaken it. Please carve out enough time to do those things for yourself. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I hope you'll share them with friends. And please visit us at EmbraceYourBrain.com to check out some really great resources. Thank you.